Well, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Discover New Music podcast from Full Pelt Music. Shortly, we'll be chatting with 1056, who we recently featured over on our Discover New Music playlist on Spotify with their single, Trauma Doll. But before then, the usual reminders from myself. If you would, please do follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at Full Pelt and on Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music. And again, if you would, please do hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, wherever you're watching or listening. Welcome, Aaron, from 1056 to the Discover New Music podcast. We're absolutely delighted to have you on. How are you today? Uh, yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely <laughs> delighted to have you on. Really been enjoying what we've heard from the, the band so far. Uh, and we're going to talk to you a little bit about that uh, in the next sort of, you know, uh, 10, 15 minutes. But before then, um, we always start the podcast with the same uh, feature, which is the introduction, because it is the Discover New Music podcast for people to discover new music. So we always start off with what we call the origin story. Um, so, okay. you know, how did, you know, 1056 obviously come together for, for you, really, you know, um, obviously choosing to leave your, your previous bands? Um, you know, what is the story behind 1056? Ooh. Okay, basically, basically it happened through a general need for all of us involved in the project to to do something ridiculously heavy and something that and to, to basically have a band where we could have live performances that were a little less strenuous and just a little bit more fun. Hmm. Um, um, you know, the guys from the, the drummer was in a band called Uneven Structure and one of the guitarists was in a band called uh, is in a band called Kedinja and uh, Nico, the bassist at the time is, he plays in Novelists and they were like very technical bands and I just love stupidly heavy music and um, that was always a thing for me like I'd always wanted to just write stupidly heavy music because that's what i listen to like 100 percent of the time yeah. when i'm not listening to to hip-hop or something else like that or, or emo music which is a, a big guilty pleasure of mine <laughs> but uh, yeah it just basically stemmed from wanting to play really heavy music have great uh live experiences where we could just kind of let go and and just concentrate on having a good time and uh yeah. and for me personally uh to to have music where i could be a big part of something smaller than be a small part of something bigger that was basically what it came down for yeah. me you know um as far as as far as you know how invested i was uh in the creative process of the band and uh, yeah i just needed to to go on to something new and that's basically basically how it happened and thanks to covid i mean yeah. i say thanks to covid because obviously it was a tragedy where hundreds of thousands of people lost their lives but it was a period where it made it possible you know yeah and you're not the first musician to tell me that to be fair uh you know the music industry was hit incredibly hard as was the world of course you know by the pandemic um but there was kind of a, a weird um opportunity that it created for lots of artists to do something that they didn't think they would have the opportunity or the time to do and obviously you know you're another person that's benefited from that it does seem like 
Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, again, like I said, tragedy, lost, lots of people lost their lives and close relatives, uh, me being one of them. But um, yeah, I mean, I feel like COVID really put everyone on the same playing field, you know, whether it be big or small bands. It was like no one was out touring. Uh, no one was fighting for spots on on upcoming tours or or festivals or whatever. And the only things that bands could do was was write music and put out content that represented them at that time. And that that was yeah, it was a really perfect time for Ten Fifty Six to come to fruition. I guess uh, we all had the downtime that we needed to to make the right decisions and to and to plan the project out the way that we wanted it we wanted it to, to come out as and um, yeah just to not make the same decisions because we've, we've all of us in the band we've all been through the ringer with with previous projects and and labels and managements and all that shit and uh, it was really uh important for us to to make sure that we take it not slowly because obviously everything's been happening pretty quick but uh yeah just to to make the right decisions and uh yeah sorry i'm i'm, bab I'm babbling but basically <laughs> basically the that that whole covid uh, situation that whole period of time was was a a good opportunity i'm throwing up uh exactly exactly and and like i say it was obviously as as you've identified you know a horrible time for the world um great deal of loss um and obviously not something that we want to spin in a positive light but you're not the only artist that has had something positive come out of that darkness which is 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 nice to hear those stories um to be fair um after everything we've been through which is great and obviously you've come out with with a load of new music over the last year or so uh we want to talk to you right now about trauma doll that's the song that we featured over on our discover new music playlist which accompanies the the podcast um so thank what you. can you, you tell us about that song um okay trauma doll okay so we put it out trauma doll plus rls um there's a in the music video, but again, that's a, that's a different subject. So Trauma Doll, I mean, it was a really vulnerable subject for me. Um, basically, uh, during the period of, of COVID, the partner that I was with at the time went to Kenya for work and got stuck there for a long time. And I'd been left with, uh, with a lot of uh, prescri prescription uh, painkillers from a previous surgery that I was just taking things that I shouldn't have and I ended up uh, developing a pretty serious uh, uh, opioid addiction which was absolutely awful I, I wish that on nobody and uh, yeah trauma doll the, the subject matter in itself is just talking about the pains that come along with that and the, and the, and the, and the thoughts that come along with them with withdrawing from from substances like that and also basically just uh this general sense of of discomfort in in society and anxiety and insomnia and just a yeah just a lot of personal feelings that i have uh, i've had as long as i can remember really and um i'm really lucky that in 1056 i get to express these feelings without without any barriers and luckily to have a label and uh, bandmates that 
the backers up and um, allow me to express whatever I want and say say it however I want. Really yeah. lucky to have that. Yeah, I mean, not the most uplifting uh, subject matter, but but sometimes, like I've said before, you know, um, people people benefit from just hearing that people are going through the same thing that they're going through. I mean, 100%. it's all nice and peachy to say, you know, oh, this is happening, but everything's going to be fine. You know, that's nice to hear and stuff, but that's just not how it works. And I think most of the time it's more beneficial for people that are going through stuff just to hear that other people are going through the same thing. Yeah, definitely. I I, I agree a hundred percent with that. Um, and I guess, you know, uh, for you as well, you know, is, is there a, uh, an element of you know therapy you know is it a, a therapeutic thing for you to be able to put that into into your art oh absolutely yeah. definitely um yeah I, i've never i've never tried the whole therapy thing uh, which is probably probably something that everyone should try but yeah i guess um, i guess it's a generational thing and an english pride thing no don't do that yeah. <laughs> but um yeah i mean um i guess i was uh rather limited in my previous band just because the values and the yeah the values of the band and, and what they wanted to talk about had already been set before i joined the band you know so i had to take into account every uh, every band member and and uh, the values of the band and, and the things that i could talk about and the way that i could spin them whereas it, in this band like i'm really free to say whatever i want and i didn't realize it at the time but just being able to write write the the thoughts down is is a therapeutic thing for anyone to do musician or not you know uh let alone writing it down and then getting to record it and then sing it live it's really yeah it's really really helpful to to process your thoughts and really uh come to terms and realize to yourself how you're actually feeling because sometimes you don't really know how you're feeling mm. yeah no definitely and i think that fully justifies as well you know the decision you've, you've made with your, your career is um it, yeah it does sound like um you know the opportunities you have within 10 56 obviously um artistically for you uh far outweigh the you know the negatives of, of leaving you know, a, an established act as you did so um no fantastic to hear um and you've touched on the next question already actually slightly so uh of course trauma doll as you say come out uh combined with rls another single of yours and you put out a joint video um which listeners yeah. definitely need to check out and the links for that will be in the bio uh of this episode so they can do that um it's, it's a fantastic video it works really really well especially with the combination of the two songs um so where did the concept for that video come from and, and how did you guys go about pulling it off uh yeah so again rls um rls touches more more on the subject matter of um of withdrawing from a from a physical dependency of, of a prescription drug or, or any other drug for that matter um as for the theme of the music video um how did it come about i guess um i guess the theme was just uh 
yeah, just um, you know, there's there's a scene where I'm in a box, you know, and that's kind of how you feel when you when you're alone and um, and and you're hiding an addiction or a feeling uh, from the rest of the world because you, I guess you're you're ashamed and you don't want anyone to know, and that was kind of the um, the basically the the claustrophobicness. I'm not sure if that's the word, but the, the claustrophobia of of being in in that situation mentally is is something that I really wanted to come through in the music video and um, and uh, Danny and uh, Fleo, the guys that, that helped us put together the the video. I think they really they really helped us to to portray that in a really good way. They certainly did. Um, yeah, a fantastic video that, again, listeners really do need to check out. Um, and both the tracks, of course, feature on your new EP, Down Apart 2, um, which, again, listeners certainly need to check out. And there's some physical bundles that uh, we'll link through to uh, in the bio as well um, that all look really, really uh, awesome. And obviously, yeah, it would certainly be helping the band out if uh, listeners could pick up a copy. It would be fantastic. So, of course, it's down to part two. Uh, part one came out uh, just over a year ago. Um, so, you know, how does this record compare with the first EP? Uh, yeah, and what was the recording process like this time for you? I'm going to go out on a whim and say you've already heard it. I have. <laughs> you tell me, man. You tell me how it stacks up. Um, basically, basically, I mean, it's a continuation of, of Down a Pot 1. So we definitely wanted to stay true to to what we achieved on on Down a Pot 1 and, and what people like the most about it. But we also wanted their, wanted there to be like a an evolution of um and a, and a, pres a presentation of, of new ideas of where we can take the band and um we're looking in a sense that we're still like a, a relatively new band so yeah we're, we're still kind of in control of of how we want people to to perceive us as, as a band you know we we're a little we're, we're too new to be pigeonholed Pigeonhole, yeah, you've got a freedom, so. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, when we put out that Tromadol RLS song, I think somebody, you know, you know, I read through the comment, comment, the comments and stuff, and uh, people say, Oh, what's it? What's RLS? What's this? shit? This isn't 1056, like, well, yeah, it is. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but uh, yeah, it is, you know. So, yeah, I'm really lucky to be in a position where we can. Where we can uh, still um, take those decisions and really decide which direction we want the band to go in, but I think I'm straying from the question at hand. Yeah, and it is a continuation uh, of part one. I really think that we we managed to put some good twists in there, and um, and yeah, not 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 to make it just a just a simple, you know, simple part two with. with with nothing special there's lots of bells and whistles and a lot of the things that people will enjoy that they enjoyed from part one but there's also a lot of new stuff that i think people will be surprised and, and happy to happy to discover yeah definitely yeah and as you say I, i've heard it we've reviewed it and uh yeah the review will be coming out on the website and listeners 
uh, we'll get to see you know the positive review we've given it. It's a fantastic EP. Well, is, that, um, is that out of five or is that out of ten? Uh, we don't give ratings actually. Um, oh. <laughs> we we just use our words. <laughs> but um, well, I yeah, hope they're nice words. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so but it, it's most definitely a positive review uh we've really really enjoyed it so obviously i encourage the listeners to check that one out um and you touched on you know the next point that i've got jotted down for, for us to chat about um of course social media does take over everything these days and, and you guys you know for, for lack of a better phrase because you know it, it's one that's used regularly it's been a bit of a viral sensation really you know you, you've hit some really good metrics and all that kind of stuff you know uh on the streaming sites and on social media and everything how um you know especially as a new band as, as 1056 are you know how much attention do you pay to those comments and you know what do you think the reaction so far overall has been for the band Well, I guess it's. I mean, I mean, I'm. I don't. I'm not really like a social media savvy guy. I mean, like a, you know, I, I try and do the minimum. I try and do. I know I'm yeah. stupid and stuff, but um, yeah. I mean, I don't really know what to say. I mean, the fact that you said viral sensation that that that's, that's crazy to hear because it's so hard from from me being. Uh, being a part of the band to, to see it in, in that light, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess we guess we have been hitting some great numbers, and we've managed to build up a a pretty dedicated community around the band. And yeah, it's just mental, and it's mental for us to see that people have been so become so invested in in the band so quickly. Uh, and we we definitely do take it into account. I mean, and luckily for us, we don't. We don't have any haters yet that I'm aware of. <laughs> I mean, maybe just one, you know, a couple of comments here and there, but that's what happens when, when internet happens, you know. Of so, course. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know how to answer your question. I mean, we're just really, really happy that people are invested in, are interested in the band. And um, it's definitely gotten bigger than, than we expected it to, to be. Um Again, it's not the biggest thing ever, but um, it definitely uh, surpasses all the, the expectations that we had. Yeah. And it gives us a lot of motivation and, uh, and um, yeah, just an idea of how far we can actually take it. You know, uh, that one EP uh, took us to so many places and, and touched a lot of people. So yeah, it it just lets us know that the, the possibilities are endless and it's really given us uh, that extra fire to to keep pushing and uh, keep giving the people what they want, you know. Yeah, definitely. And I love that you use the words like, you know, in, in the fans being invested and it being a community. Um and when you talk about, you know, seeing how far you can take it, I think having uh, that sort of base and that core of dedication and dedicated fans you know certainly helps bands in this day and age you know the music industry is very difficult to, to navigate for for even you know larger artists that have seen success you know so to be able to get that behind you is is massive and to do it after you know you know two eps um is a very positive sign i would say yeah 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 for sure i mean we're also taken back i mean we we've all been in 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 respective bands uh 
all of the guys in the band and we've all known the struggle of you know turning up and and playing in front of you know 30 people and you know having flops and all that kind of stuff and to see that everything's going so well uh we're just waiting for for the for the bus accident or you know <laughs> it's like something's gonna go wrong you know when when's it gonna happen so yeah we're just we're pinching ourselves and uh and also just keeping our heads down i mean really trying not to get too satisfied with with the way that things are going and uh i guess i'm not sure what the saying is but you gotta strike while the iron's hot is yeah that it? That is, yeah. that is definitely, definitely. And, and you seem to be doing that. Um, and, you know, all the success to you for it. Uh, obviously, uh, this is the portion of the podcast where I like to give out the uh, handles for, for the old social media for the bands. Um, so if you're not already following uh, 1056, you can do so on all the usual suspects, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, etc. Uh, and the, all of your uh, socials are on 1056HQ, which is great because I only have to read out the one. Um, some artists, just a different one each time, and it makes my life a lot harder. So congratulations on securing those. Um, Plug mine. Plug mine too. I'm crap yeah. on social media. I need it. <laughs> Go for it, Aaron. What, what are yours? It's just Aaron Matz. It's just my name. Oh, I excellent. don't know why I said Aaron. I only said Aaron because you said it. Aaron. It's just Aaron Matt. Aaron. Aaron Matt. <laughs> oh, well, apologies. Apologies. I'll make sure I get that right for now. But it's oh, Aaron Matt. I, I was Aaron <laughs> through the whole of school. You know, like the first teacher said Aaron. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. That's me. You know? <laughs> Bless I'm you. And I actually Aaron. know someone in the same situation, actually, um, um, who's always been called Aaron, but is Aaron. So, yeah um no excellent um so make sure your listeners obviously you're checking out the social media because that's where you're going to keep up to date on everything coming from the band including live shows which moves us on to the next subject um you're going to be hitting the road imminently um for a plethora of dates you've got headline shows you've got support shows with uh alpha wolf and playing with king 810 as well um how excited are you to be getting back on the road especially obviously after the last couple of years of of just nothingness so oh super excited uh yeah, so the first, this is our first headline uh, tour. I mean, it's not our first headline shows. We've done, I want to say, three headline shows, all of which sold out. So we were like, you know, minds blown, <laughs> holy crap. Um, yeah, so really, yeah, it's really excited to get out on headline shows and play these tracks on Downer Part 2, which is going to be really awesome see how they go down live and to finally play a set that's longer than what 25 minutes because after after the part one we got booked on so many shows but we were like but we only have what five or six songs to play so so we're just doing that um and then we went out with uh landmarks which was great so that was really good so we, we definitely got the the feeling of what it's like to be on tour and that was such a great experience and uh the vibe between us all in a tour environment is just it's just awesome so we know it's just going to be a good time so now we're just extremely excited especially for the alpha wolf tour i think it's going to be great um get back on that bus get back in your bunk and uh, you know that band stuff really excited about that um yeah we've got a lot a lot of great stuff planned out for this year some uh, unannounced international stuff that we're really excited about um Really excited to be doing a lot of UK on that yeah. Alpha Wolf tour. 
uh, being an English bloke myself, super excited. I mean, um, I, I mean, I've been in France for twelve years, but I, I'm I'm so heavily identified with being English. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I never really get to to put that into a. I can't even speak English anymore. <laughs> you know, so long, so. But you, you never really get to, you know, fully live that that experience. So yeah, really, really happy to be playing UK and uh, and the UK has been showing ten fifty six a lot of love. So yeah, it's really excited to get over there and soak up the the culture and the banter and everything. I fucking I, lo I love being back there. It's it's amazing. So that's what I'm I'm most excited about. Speaking for myself personally, is being back in England, seeing my mates. Maybe see my my family and stuff, and uh, going to Weatherspoons and going to Greg's <laughs> and all that shit. All that stuff that you take for granted. I'm so excited for that stuff. <laughs> I love it. Excellent. Uh, and listeners, yeah, some killer shows there. So make sure you obviously follow the band on social media. Um, find your nearest show uh, and pop along if you can to to see the band live. Uh, if you can't do it on on the shows, then there's festivals coming up in the summer as well. I noticed you've got Hellfest amongst others, which obviously is the biggie in in France. So you must be really looking forward to that. So, for, if, if anyone stumbled across this podcast, you know that are not familiar really with Ten Fifty Six, and they're going to be at one of these festivals you're playing at. Why would you say, um, get your salesman hat on, you know, why would you say um, someone should come and check 1056 out at one of these festivals? Oh, God. I'm the worst at digging myself <laughs> up. Um, uh, because we're probably the heaviest band that's going to be there. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've put we've put so much effort into making making sure that the the sound that we have live uh, is as close as it can possibly possibly be to the sound that we have on CD, which uh, which if I can say so myself is heavy as balls. So yeah, um, yeah, we we really really pride pride ourselves on 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 the live show and how it sounds, and we give one hundred and ten percent on stage. Just, just come and see us, man. I, I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what to say. Oh, that's the but, message. Yeah, we, that is the message. We, we have so much fun. We have so much fun on stage, you know, like um, being in the studio and sitting in a van on your ass for 10 hours a day. That's all cool and stuff. But finally getting on stage for 25 minutes or for, for now, like it will be a lot more once a, once part two comes out is is such a, a good energy release for us and it's what we all do this for so um we're really happy to be there and um and we really like to to share the energy with the crowd so um yeah i'm a lot more energetic on stage than when i'm talking because <laughs> when i talk i'm like a monotonal <laughs> mumbling sloth <laughs> <laughs> yeah no all, all good and, and listeners obviously yeah, that, yeah, you got reason there to go check the band out. Listen to Downer Part Two; that will give you more reason to go and check the band out. Um, I love that you mentioned the word pride when you talked about your live shows because it brings me on to the the final big portion of the the podcast, uh, a section we call Set List Science because I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to set lists. So, okay. yeah, the question for you, uh, Aaron, is uh, yeah. how much attention do you pay to the structure of a set list, and have you got any rules that you tend to follow? <laughs> Okay, so so when we were touring uh, down to part one, 
we played we played we played the EP from from start to finish in in the order that it, that it was okay. made for the CD because we'd paid great attention in the way that the set list was put on the CD, right? So we wanted it, like the journey that it was front to back on CD was something that we'd, you know, put a great amount of effort into. So we just thought, you know, like, we'll, and when we put it together, when we put it together on the CD, we were thinking about how it would sound live. So we kind of thought of both at the same time. And then we added Yenta and then we added Trauma Doll in there. And uh, yeah, we definitely tried to take into account, you know, like the dips of energy, like when when the song Sick Dogs come in and, and how to come out of that and, you know, where to amp up the crowd. And because the, the music's so heavy and so, you know, in your face, th there are certain points where you do maybe need to let the crowd breathe. Yeah. And, you know, so that's definitely something that we, we took into account. And now that we're putting together the set list, See, I'm here right now, but the other guys are in the studio practicing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, now we're putting together the set list that's going to mix the two parts. I mean, like you said, you, you really got to be a big geek about it. Um, yeah, definitely a science there. Um, you know, when you've got to come out swinging, so we're going to come out with diazepam just because it was our first song. It's definitely a big puncher in there. And then, yeah, we string together a few bangers and then we throw a song called Sick Dog in there, which is more of a slow one, uh, more, of, more of a chill vibe at times. And then from then, you've got to come out swinging again. And then you've got to put the, the, the slow, singy, rappy, emo rap track in there again to slow it down. And you've got to come out swinging again. <laughs> and then you've got to put... And then you've got to put like your, your biggest bangers kind of near the end, you know, if you're going to, I mean, if the stage, if you can walk off the stage and do an encore, you know, sometimes yeah. it depends what, depends what the venue's like. Because you're like, all right, we're going to leave. And then you just kind of shimmy to the side of the <laughs> yeah. stage and pretend that it's over. <laughs> but everyone knows that it ain't because you're all still there, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. And then I think, it's important when you're doing a headline show to, to save your, your most popular bangers for the end because, again, uh, people that are coming to see you, you, you might know that they're coming to see you for maybe that, that, that particular track, which, uh, as it stands now, I guess would be our song Boy. Um, so, yeah, I might have to save that one to the end. So, you know, everyone's, everyone's going to stay until the end and stuff. And then you want to close with something like insane to leave a really good impression just the way that you started. So, yeah, I mean, you've definitely got to be a geek about it. This yeah. Is your science uh, of putting together a set list and you've got to take into account the the way that the, the, the listener and the, the person that's watching the show is going to experience it. And it's not always going to be the most comfortable for you as a as a band member to play it in that order but it's all about the show and at the end of the day like you're not the one paying to come and see your own show you know people are coming paying buying tickets so you've got to make it the best it best it can be so yeah and i think that that's fantastic uh 
uh, philosophy to to go into it with um and yeah no excellent answer i say set this geek myself so i love to to ask that question and you can tell you know as an audience member for me you know as a set list geek you know the bands that do put that effort into it and it, it just certainly it makes it all the better for me um so no Tim thank Tom's you Aaron. Band, you're like what what <laughs> you know like where's all the good ones like oh maybe they're all at the start and then for the rest you're like no one cares about you know album we want to hear break stuff oh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly you've got to time it time the new material just right in amongst the the bangers haven't you for sure um so um no excellent thanks for your time aaron um the the last question we're asking just at the moment um because in the uk we've got independent venue week coming up in uh well about three weeks now um is just asking you to you know put put a spotlight on your favorite independent venue if you've got one oh okay what i do want to say because I'm from Leicester myself, uh, it's a place where I played my very first show ever, which was probably very awkward. I have some photos. I've got, uh, I've got a huge fringe and some <laughs> very suspicious clothes on. And it's called The Shed. Um, and I know they do a lot, a lot for small metal bands, uh, you know, doing free shows and, and what have you. I mean, I hope it's still there. I'm pretty sure it's still there. So I do want to shine a light on the shed in uh, in Leicester. But also, I'd like to shine a light on Rebellion in Manchester. Yes. Uh, I, know, I know the owner very well. Uh, he used to come out and give us massages. I'm pretty sure he's a massage <laughs> therapist and his wife or chiropractor. Something to do with, basically makes your back feel good when yeah. you're on tour, you know. And um, I know that he recently, or not so recently, you know, uh, within the past few years, brought the rebellion in Manchester. And um, I think he's doing great things with it. It's a great venue. Um, we played there recently on the on the Landmark Shore Landmarks tour, and uh, him and his team treated us all really, really well. So yeah, big up rebellion in Manchester, and. Uh, Fuck it. I mean, any independent UK venue deserves huge respect for what they're doing. I mean, it's a hard market to be in. And anyone who's given opportunities to bands uh, is awesome, especially with with Brexit and how, how hard it is now for, for mainland, mainland Europe. European bands, I'm not sure how it is for US artists to, to come and tour in the UK. I think it's more important now than ever to to support the UK scene and give uh, upcoming UK bands a chance to play on their home soil where they might have it, a difficult time exporting their music on, into mainland Europe. So big up to all independent UK venues for what they do. Excellent. And I echo them, them sentiments uh, completely. Um, yeah, tough times out there for everyone at the minute. Uh, and especially, you know, um, independent venues aren't really, you know, the, the owners of those venues aren't really doing what they're doing to make money. <laughs> Let's face it, they're doing it to support the music and they deserve uh, all the respect in the world for that. 
Um, it's been excellent chatting to you, Aaron, about 1056. You know, I see big, big things in the future for the band. Um, and again, listeners, definitely uh, follow them on social media, 1056HQ, wherever you uh, partake in your social media um, to keep up to date everything coming from them. So, Aaron, um, what would be your final message for the listeners today? Uh, well, I want to say it's been a pleasure speaking to you too. It's been great. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on. And for the listeners, uh, well, thanks for listening. A uh, huge amount of love to the UK. Like I said, take a have a great deal of pride in, in being English and uh, having the UK so showing so much love to to 1056 means a huge deal to me, not only to me but to the rest of the guys in the band. Uh, please come and see us at a show. Uh, please come and talk to us. We're probably the most awkward people in the room at any point. So. Uh, Please don't be afraid to come and say hello. Um, and yeah, and for those that, who have already heard the band, thank you for your support. And for those who haven't, please give us a listen. And uh, yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate yeah. it. All. No, thank you, Aaron. Well, thanks everyone for listening. I really do hope you enjoyed that chat there with 1056. Make sure you follow the band on social media to stay up to date with everything coming your way. And also, while you're there, please do follow us on social media. We are on Facebook at Full Pelt and on Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music. And again, if you would, please do hit that like button, hit that subscribe button wherever you're watching or listening, because we'll be back very soon with another episode of the Discover New Music podcast.